All right, hello, welcome to the Caregivers Care Jar podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts. My name is Vaughn Foy, the voice brander, and I'm here with my uh, wonderful host and friend, Miss Christy. Hello, hello, hello. And we are definitely looking forward for another episode. Um, this We are the ear and the voice for our fellow caregivers. We're all in this together, healing together. And we always say that this is our calling and is happening for us and not happening to us. And uh, so we're grateful today and thanks for tuning in um, and sharing. So this is, I think, episode seven. Seven. This is episode seven. and um, Sensational seven. There's <laughs> all the, all the sevens is a, is a, a great number of, um, well, it's, it's kind of completion. Yes. Until it becomes the eight is the repeat in the beginning. So um, our topic today is what is your support system? And uh, definitely, as we've been talking about in previous episodes, um, whether our stories or um, people that we connect with, we talked about being vulnerable. We talked about um, it's okay not to be okay in our last episode. And uh, we want to talk a little bit, uh, spin off on what kind of support system do you have? Uh, what kind of support system do you need? Um, again, as we jump into this caregiving, <clears throat> um, probably 99%, we don't know all of what we're supposed to have, all of what um, what we need, and whether that's emotional, spiritually, physically, or mentally. Um, what, what things you have to say, share on that, getting there. And we're going to talk, ask Christy to dive in, Miss Christy to dive in. <laughs> Uh, to dive in and talk about because, um, Chris, I think you have a great um, story in how you were called into this. Um, yeah, from, my, from birth. I came at a different angle. I was much younger and I didn't have, um, you know, only at 20, mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, set up or prepared uh, with a support system at that time. Mm. So collectively I got to grow into a support system and I got to learn who my pillars were, what worked for me, what didn't work for me. Um, you know, as you grow and learn, I did a lot of, uh, self-help classes, um, meditation, a lot of reading. Uh, eventually I found, um, a church group and some women's Bible studies. It, it was like, say it, it was a long process of learning what worked for me. What triggers helped me? Obviously, I talked earlier about the anger workbook and some anger management classes because I wasn't the days that, you know, when we said it's okay to not be okay, I really wasn't okay. I wasn't mentally, spiritually, physically um, prepared. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, like I said, woke up in chaos all the time and didn't didn't have a plan. So let's um, let's, uh, so some of the audience may just be listening to this episode for the first time. So. And you mentioned it like, um, <clears throat> so your your son was born had. Um, yeah, when Chris when Chris was born, he he had um, pituitary growth disorder. So mm-hmm. he he was considered failure to thrive, where all um, heart, lungs, and kidney were not functioning or working properly, mm-hmm. and they were constantly failing. So he spent the first three months, well, actually, like the first year in critical care. He'd go home for a day or two and then get so worse he'd need to go back home kind of thing. Um, 
And that became our hamster wheel for mm. the first five years five until years. we found a diagnosis. And that was just a diagnosis. That still didn't, um, you know, get rid of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, but at least we had a direction of, okay, this is the diagnosis. And because it's such a rare syndrome, doctors just treated the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, he's, you know, considered very critical and uh, poor. So there wasn't... Um, from day one, we didn't really have a, you know, let's do everything kind of efforts. Right. Um, he's pretty much been a DNR. We just do what we can with what we got kind of thing, keep him comfortable. And, you know, God had another plan for him, mm. right? Clearly here he is 28 years later. So, and I mean, even for himself at 15, I want to say maybe around eight is when he realized, you know, I could probably die from this, huh, mom? And I was mm. like, yeah, honey, you know, it's very possible. And we had a lot, a lot of open, honest communication around that. Mm. Um, at that time, because he was so young, I didn't want him to feel isolated. So we got all the kids involved. And, you know, we were like, you know, if something were to happen to you, you know, what would you like done? How, mm. how does that look for you? And we kind of just made it. And this helped get the other kids prepared as well. Because they knew too. Mm. Um, but not. Not everything, you know, it, you got to kind of monitor what they're ready for at their age, right? right? So, I mean, we weren't having the deep, deep, hard conversations, but we were we were collectively introducing things. Open. And so <coughs> I gave all the children the open um, forum of, you know, you don't have to answer me today, but, you know, come back to me. Let's talk about it when you're comfortable. And and we did. We've The beauty that I can honestly say that worked for me and my kids is open, honest communication always. Mm -hmm. So if they were having a really rough day, they were sad, they were scared, whatever, come, come mm -hmm. to mom. And I would try my best to leave that space open for them. Because again, I'm hearing things I don't want to hear and I'm going through things that I don't want to be dealing with, as was my husband at the time. So there was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of things to process through life skills that I hadn't even learned yet. Mm. So I really had to jump into self-help, a lot of support systems. Like I said, lots of counseling, um, you name it. I was on anxiety medication for probably his first 18 years. Wow. Um, just because my anxiety was so through the roof sure. that um, <clears throat> I, yeah, most days would have really struggle with my anxiety. So mm. yeah, it was a long, long process. And uh you you learn along the way. You ride the waves and you and you get through it along the way. But I did. I had the women and the people in my life that were there to bless me because it was like I said earlier in other episodes. It was kind of hard to have a social life and have friends. Mm. So you know, people either blessed me or stressed me. Mm. And <laughs> my priorities were definitely I was at my son's bedside the majority of the time. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it just just juggling daily life. Right. And then being at the hospital, that alone was a balance that was really hard to to figure out. Mm. And uh, I I recently um, was asked, you know, well, how did that, you know, how did that work? And, you know, it sounds like there was a lot of PTSD going on with you and your children. I'm like, oh, yeah, like we really, mm. from day to day, we really suffered with, you know, loss. And uh, so, yeah, mm. learning some, as... As I got older and stepping into the leadership uh, development classes that you mm -hmm. introduced me to, such a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I was able to become a life coach and do some, um, you know, grief counseling. Right. So, yeah, very interesting because a lot of places weren't taking me 
because I didn't have a family member. My family member hadn't passed yet. Oh, wow. So, so I was wow. running into that. <clears throat> I was running into that. So you were looking, so at some point, <clears throat> you're dealing with this, you're going to the, the hospital um, daily, and then there's maybe a program like or um, something offered to you, some kind of yeah, support a lot offered of, to you? There are facilities and places that will offer, you know, grief loss or grief recovery. Mm. However, the majority of that is for people that have had a family member that has already passed. Mm. And, you know, they kind of help you, give you some tools along the way. Well, I was still in that gray area. Right. He wow. was still at, you know, death's door. But he was still with us. Wow. And so, yeah, as a matter of fact, I actually, I spoke to the secretary and, she, you know, she said, yeah, you know, you're welcome. Come. And when I got there, the psychologist actually said, honey, I'm sorry. I have to ask you to leave because you're wow. not where these people are. And, you know, you got to wait till you're there. Wow. So I actually got turned away and that was pretty devastating. Yeah. And so that's what got me into, well, I'm just going to create my own. Hmm. So I did. I found a, a grief recovery seminar program. And, uh, yeah, so then I created my own. I was able to get the tools that I needed, which mm. was amazing. Okay. And, uh, yeah, then became, made it something that worked for me. Right. And then, yeah, it, you know, that the whole seminar covers, you know, people and pets and children and, you know. Wow. So I got the whole <coughs> gamut, which was really a beautiful blessing because a lot of the tools that I had learned from that seminar really lined up with the seminar that, you know, you and I have um, experienced. Mm -hmm. So it was very helpful. It was mm. very, very helpful in, in just my grieving process. But, yeah, having the life skills to get from A to B. Right. Because I use them quite often throughout my day, especially if I'm hearing bad news or, right. you know, we have our regular day and then let someone get Those sick and here we go. We're back at, you know, our plan fall. A, B, and C, yeah. right? We always have our plan A, B, and C. So for me, I just really had to learn what worked for me and what didn't. I had to really stay focused on, um, you know, clearly just being a good mom, good wife, mm. and a good employer because right. I'm not I'm kidding. I lost a lot of jobs mm. because wow. I wasn't, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry my son is sick and in the hospital. Wow. I don't get to just leave him. He's in critical care. Our heart rate's in the 30s. You know, I wow. got to be there. So, yeah, there were jobs that I was a very part-time person mm. and trying to, you know, manifest income from home. You know, things like that. Things what worked but didn't work. And a regular mm. nine-to-five job did not work for me right. or my lifestyle. Right. So, yeah. Wow. So you, so you had to be creative. I had to be very creative. Creative in um, finding other well, employment and then one ends. It's like, we're sorry. We love you, but we can't. We, we love can't. you and we're sorry. And it wasn't fair to them and it wasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah, so. but you have to change and then, mm -hmm. so changing and then, uh, okay, where am I? I still need income. and Right. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you have to have a find support in different areas for that because yeah. mentally it's like, okay, you're stressed out because you're worried about your son. Right. Imagine you're stressed out because now you're worrying about. Income yeah, and I was failing kids. at my job and I was failing at my marriage and mm. half the time I was, you know, a mother out of her mind. Mm. So I really struggled with um, identity crisis mm. for probably from my 20s to my 30s. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not that from 30 to 40 wasn't easy either, <laughs> but I had a better grasp. I at least had some pillars in place. Yeah. And, you know, God's so good about bringing people into your life that you need when you need it. Right. 
And uh, yeah. Talk about some of those pillars, whether they were persons or programs. Or... Um, well, I can tell you this. One of my best pillars that I had at the time, and I highly encourage people to reach out. I actually, uh, I met this lady through my church. Mm -hmm. And at the time, she was retired and had just moved up uh, to my city um, from Southern California to Northern California. And I too... I wasn't recently moved up to Northern mm -hmm. California, but I grew up in Southern California. Gotcha. So we both were kind of, you know, in a newer environment. Mm. And all her grandchildren happened to be in Southern California. Mm. And my grandmother and uh, was also in Southern California. So she kind of became our adopted grandma. Mm. And man, mm. she loved us like uh, nobody could ever do. Mm. I mean, to this day, my children still love and adore her. She is still... Someone that I constantly think about. And when I need, um, you know, that emotional mm. honey talk, yeah, I still call her awesome. all these years later. I mean, we're talking almost 30 years later. Wow. And she has just been such a beautiful blessing. Wow. And it helped her through her stuff, right? Because mm. she was missing her grandkids. Mm. So there was a lady that I, I was actually in a women's ministry group that I was, and she blended us together. And she said, you know, I think you two ladies really get, need to get to know each other. And we became the best of friends. And she loved all my kids as her own. Mm. And she really helped me with my kids because a lot of times when I was at the hospital with my son, she'd be, you know, picking someone up wow. from school or, you know, doing what needed grandma duties, right? right or she was wonderful enough to just come and sit with my son and pray over him and things like that while I'd go and be mom at home. Right. So, I mean, that wow. woman alone wow. just, you could, I mean, she was the angel sent directly yeah. to us. And mm. I, yeah, my kids and I constantly talk about her wow. and my son dedicated his uh, first album to her. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Cause you know, he kept like telling us from his hospital <laughs> bed, right. I'm going to play on stage one day. And we were like, okay, son, <laughs> sure. That sounds wonderful. Wow. You know? And he would manifested that he right. spoke it into existence and sure enough, that's what he did. Right. So yeah, he dedicated his first album to her and she, you know, of course loved it. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, we just, um, um, a lot of a lot for me a lot of reading because a lot of times I was at bedside right right so we did we had a lot of um, a lot of time to just sit and be with so I would read a lot I like I said I had a lot of anxiety issues so I, I read a lot of books mm. about you know meditation and being calm and processing using tools and things like that gotcha. um, yeah boundaries things like that Gotcha. A lot of good self-help books, a lot of anger workbooks. That's good I stuff. think you heard me say I've done the workbook <laughs> about four times now. <laughs> but yeah, just things that really help you gather the tools and you have to. then you do have to reach out to people who know you, who will give you the support you need, not the answers you need. That's very good. Yeah, because they'll help you, you know, walk through the process without, you know, telling, well, you know what, you, you right. know what I think you should do. Right. So... It was helpful. It was helpful that they knew the tools and they knew how to use them to help me process through anger, fear, oh. all those things, you know, fear of the unknown. Because yeah. nobody knew. Even the doctors were like, I can't Good tell house. you why he's still here. Wow. We don't know. And it's a miracle. And this is so great. 
And, you know, my son's like, well, I know why I'm here. I got things to do. (laughs) And he's done just about all of them. So, yeah, he is just really amazing. And it's been a blessing to get to see, Mm. you know, his tenacity, right? And so, yes, he has definitely inspired so many people that have, you know, shared space with him. Right. And, yeah, no isn't an answer for him. And impossible is not an answer for him. Mm. Yeah. He'll be the first to tell you impossible is just I'm possible. Right. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of learning, a lot of growing. You know, I yeah. didn't have all these tools to me uh, when all this hit. So I always you know, tell my children, you're you need life skills. Mm-hmm. You need any kind of life skills you can get your hands on because when the earthquake comes, when life happens, yeah. you want to make sure that you have a firm foundation. Right. You know who your pillars are. You know that, you know, in your darkest days, you're yeah. going to have somebody that's not afraid to reach to those places that you've had to go. Yeah. Because um, not a lot of people are willing to go there. They wish you the best. Right. But, but they're, they're not, not willing be... to go there. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's, um, we, um, because of how we're called to caregiving and uh, and thank you for you know sharing your story and journey um mine is a little a little different and and only as of this recording like two and two years old but still i i was able to um i think the word we're saying you know who's your or what's your support system is because what is your what do you those listening to this are you know i know that it's fellow caregivers or you may know someone that is a caregiver mm-hmm. And that you share this with, but us as caregivers, um, whether you had a support system or you didn't have one, um, the thing about pursuing and um, because sometimes we get called to this and it really brings all, everything to the surface, ugly, all the dross yes. to the surface, so to speak. Yes. And you really find out what, like, what's really important. Um, yeah. Me and my brother would say, um, you know, when we, were, when we were going through this, he came down from San Luis Obispo, which yeah. is, you know, four hours away, stayed with us for, I think it was almost four weeks um, initially, then came back every week afterwards. Mm-hmm. But and we would always say, you know what, what matters matters, because for us, it was like everything kind of stopped and um, you didn't work or you tried to squeeze it. Everything that was regular before. Yeah, your stopped. normal life three to four days ago is no longer your normal life. It's totally moving forward. Yeah. And yeah, it's and totally it's different. a it when the train wreck hits, you get to put together all the pieces. Yeah. And if you're not emotionally ready, yeah. it's gonna be a tough ride. Yeah. Yeah. And for me it was a very tough ride because I was nowhere near ready. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if you're if you're in that position right now where you, I was like, you know, I mostly, you know, you reach out because like, mm-hmm. we're saying reach out. Um, there's somebody that, and, and even if you're surrounded by, like, you, you can have multiple family members and you're the only one yeah. that really cares or is is willing to, you know, do all of the the sacrifice and and others may not just be able to handle it or choose not to handle it or. They well, and the reminder, it's our calling. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, yeah. it's for us to step into. Right. Yeah, and sometimes we get mm. thrown into it without wanting to be yeah, thrown into so, it. You know I'm what I mean? I'm not ready for I'm this. not ready, Lord. Don't. No. I'm, I'm, and, yeah, yeah, it becomes it becomes a struggle, but it is so worth the beautiful journey. Yeah. It is so worth every struggle, tear. Yeah. Yeah, emotional upset. And so find, you know, and the importance of this 
broadcasters to find find that support. It can be a book. It can be you know you know church good friends. Um, it could be for me, my brother, because we we grew up so close and mom was everything. Right. And um, you know we were um, um, basically raised with with my mom. And um, we, so for us, it was like, oh, it's no brainer. Whatever has to happen, it's going to happen. We're going to take care of. So, but, and then, and in that kind of relationship, it was like we had each other. Um, and um, even, and friends, we, you know, I had my own either personal friends at, at um, church. Uh, I don't have a big circle, but right. the people that are in my circle are very are strong. Yeah, you know, very, very strong. Like you said, the pillars, you know, mm-hmm. pillars in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if your pillars are lined up and your foundation set, mm-hmm. you can you can survive pretty much any earthquake. Yeah. yeah. But if you find yourself like very solo, like, you know, there's find some kind of support, we just encourage you. Yeah. Um, because we need we need you to be supported so that you can support your loved one. Yeah. Um, and and all of those that are tied in close there. Cause yeah, because the beauty strength. of your support system is where do you go to fill up? Yeah. 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 And that's mentally, giving. physically, spiritually, emotionally. Keep those cups full mm. because on a regular, if not a daily basis, it's yeah, going to be anything. depleted yeah, from your circumstances. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like we were saying, anything can happen. Every day is brand yeah. new. Yeah. Some will take three-fourths of the cup. Some will... Blow and in our it. in our world of caregiving, it's usually you know two steps forward, three steps back. Mm-hmm. Two steps forward, three steps back. You know, yeah. It's it's an ongoing circle and roller coaster of ups and downs and riding the waves. And you know, mm-hmm. you and I joke all the time because laughter is one of our great resources. Yeah. You know, laughter is the best medicine. Is you know we have plan A, B, and C all the way to Z. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have your backup plan. Right. Yeah. Or be very good at improvising. Yes. <laughs> you learn yes. to be a, a juggler. Juggler and improvise. Oh, we were going to play this song, but oh, we're switching keys or we're switching lanes and yeah, we're going off road for a little bit. And, yeah. And you got to be ready to go and continue to build that support. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd like to hear from you, um, you know, feedback of some of your support systems and what, you know, what who and what has helped you um, um, so that we can share with that. So Yeah, jump on, on our web page and let us know on Facebook, Twitter, all the fun spots that we've <laughs> decided to play in. <laughs> and, yeah, get connected. Get connected with the people who are struggling like you. And, you know, you would be amazed. You would be amazed at, even if you don't want to say anything, get on the pages because you're going to read something and you're going to find a conversation had yeah. by two other people on those on that page that have been in your circumstances, that have found a solution, right. and it will help for you. Right. So, and I mean, that's the whole basis of the podcast here is just to help one another connect, to help each other, you know, through the passages. Right. You know, support. Yeah. It'd be really great. I want to encourage you on the Facebook page or on our Facebook group page. Um, if you have situations or comments and and whether uh, Christy and I may not have the answer, but someone else that's in the group can say, oh, well, I'm, I can relate with what you're going through. And oh, they may yeah. have the answers. And so um, we we'll want to build that. 
Yeah. This is a, as of a resource. All, of all genres. I yeah. mean, traumatic brain injuries, yeah. you know, psychology, um, you know, spouses with mental disorders and, you know, mm. things like this. We have such a broad spectrum of fans that it's so beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful. I'm learning so much. Yeah. I mean, and I was connected to a lot of people, right? right? Over the years of 28 years, you run into a lot of families mm. in those hospitals with a lot of different mm. circumstances, and we would learn from each other. Mm. I mean, we're sitting in the bed next to each other for right. a couple of weeks right. <laughs> together, right? You get to talk and learn, and why are you here, and why am I here, and oh, well, here you go, and oh, look, well, I learned about this, and right. here's this and that, and I mean, it's really just getting your feet in the trenches and, yeah. and walking through it. And you know, the best thing is, is you can do it. Yeah. yeah. You were called and you can do it. Yep. Yeah. You're, and I, I used to always argue with, you know, <laughs> God, I'm good at that. <laughs> How long's long suffering, Lord? <laughs> Tell me about this. How long do I have to continue what to be, question. you know, swimming <laughs> upstream <laughs> every day? And I'm so glad he didn't give me the answer, <laughs> you know, because 28 years later, yeah. if he had told me 14 years ago, oh, honey, you're like, not even halfway know. there, <laughs> I would have, you know, yeah. fell out. Yeah. I would have fell out with, you mean to tell me what? There's no way I can make this. Yeah, no yeah. Way. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just, you know, you get better. You get better at it. And, you know, as your support system gets stronger, uh, and your confidence gets a little bit better. Um, it gets a little easier, mm -hmm. especially when you're connecting and seeing that there's so many humans out there who mm. are just like us. Right. There are so many people right. out there. And I will tell you this, just from being in this position for 28 years, most people, most people right. are very, very nice and very helpful. Mm -hmm. right. You know? Right. <laughs> they really are. Right. They really are. Especially in our world because yeah. everyone's kind of swimming in the same boat. Right. It might be the circumstances are a little different. But genuinely, I mean, I've spent how many days and weeks and time in Ronald McDonald houses and right. things. Like people really have kind hearts. Right. They're very loving and if you just mm. take the opportunity to say, okay, I really need the help. Yeah. Who, who can I reach out right. and ask for some help? Right. You'll get your answers. Right. And you'll be very pleasantly surprised because it's that leverage. It's that, you know, that strong arm. I mean, I cannot tell you the beauty of the strong women that got put in my line. Mm. I mean, and they didn't have a clue what I was going through mm. emotionally with my child. But I'm talking neighbors. I'm talking, you know, the kids' school teachers, right. bosses. I mean, my respiratory teacher right. himself, I still love that man mm -hmm. to this day because he taught me so much on, you know, how to treat the patient and not their syndrome. Mm. And man, wow. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. Mm. And his wife one of my best friends right. she's just so gorgeous yeah and i mean spiritually mm -hmm. i mean physically stunning mm -hmm. but just the most beautiful couple i could have ever crossed paths with and i'm so happy that i did because yeah just a beautiful beautiful team yeah that you know people just come into your life there is a um 
there is a, while you're saying that, there's like a level of, um, there's such a level of instant compassion and connection mm -hmm. and relatability amongst caregivers or, um, like you said, because every probably every family has at least someone or some aspect yeah, that I mean, either has experienced Uncle so and so, it, aunt so and so, grandma's got dementia. You know, somebody somewhere in their line. Something. Yeah, there's you know all kinds of kids. You know, cousin so and so is you know struggling with this, or right. you know something. Something happens. And when you and and when and I found just from us starting this podcast and and. And uh, even more and more when I share it, I say, this is what this is about. Oh, my goodness. You, yeah. I can relate. It's either I can relate. Um, like I was talking about my, my one friend we're going to have on the, on the show, Scott. Um, you know, I can see, you know, the emotion in him. We're both welling up because it's yeah. like, this is mom. No, we're not putting her in a home. Yeah. And I don't care until I have to sell my last two pairs of nikes or whatever yeah, we're gonna, yeah. she's not going into right a thing and and the and the the compassion and and the passion of oh yeah the care because it's our loved one it's like our yeah. closest one and um so getting the support for that and then um, um people are are also willing to help because yeah. they can relate even if they've never right they can relate more when they become a caregiver, but right. even when they're not. Well, yeah, and even just being connects. a staff member of a hospital. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and I've worked in Alzheimer's homes. I've worked in so many different avenues and genres now. Right. Um, you know, even just the in-home support services, right? I've had right. other clients. Even the staff members, compassionate people. Yeah, yeah. Very loving, compassionate. <laughs> now, most of the time, are they under a lot of stress? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But they are very loving, compassionate, kind people. Right. And they might not understand where we're coming from in our circumstances. Right. But they know how to love us right where we're right. at. And, yeah, I can honestly say I've had some amazing coworkers. Yeah. Amazing coworkers yeah. who collectively love my children just as much, you know. They've – because same thing, no matter what hospital I've worked at – my yeah. child is usually one of our patients on a regular, <laughs> you know, right. and they just took me in. They loved me. They loved my, my family, my kids. And yeah, mm -hmm. it was helpful. It yeah. was helpful to just connect. And, you know, you don't always want pe people at work to know your business. Um, but people have, their people are more kind and compassionate than you would ever realize. Yeah. And I think too, when, once you mention something or once you share um, not that you're sharing, you don't share to get pity, right. but if you're able to share, to just express, you know, like uh, I remember when, you know, the, hey, uh, I'm not going to be at my regular uh, networking meeting uh, with um, uh, eWomen Network I was playing at, or I am playing at, and, you know, when I shared what happened, um, it's like instant, you know, right. relate. Um, so if you're in a... If, I'm saying this if you're in a you know position where you're feeling all alone and like you're by yourself and you really you know it seems like you don't have you know maybe your family is all they're like forget it it's in your hands or right. or even friends or people just don't want to deal with it or they can't deal with it yeah you know um, to reach like we're saying reach well your out. support family is the your support yeah your support family is the family that you create. Yeah, you build it. That's the thing you want to reach out, like mm -hmm. to reach out and 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 build it. Don't be afraid to 
Yeah, because Share, you build. have so much value in the circumstance that you're in that you're going to be able to help someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. You really get to help other people. Yeah. And now, I mean, I can say that now 28 years in, and I know you've had that experience two years in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I run into young couples with their sick kid. And yeah. I'm like, oh, honey, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to, I know this is your first kid. I understand you're, you know, you're not mm-hmm. used to your kid being here and you're not used to this circumstance. I've, I've walked your journey. You're going to be okay. Things are going to be just fine. And sometimes just being that, you know, 30 second hug Mm -hmm. that somebody needs and 30 seconds, it releases endorphins. Mm. So I'm anybody who knows me knows I love to hug (laughs) and I will hug you with meaning. (laughs) (laughs) Intentional. Intentional because it's supposed to be healing. Right. And yeah, I've hugged many a strangers because, you know. From parent to parent, we yeah. cried together, yeah. not even knowing each other's name, but we will hug each other and cry. Right. And I'm sorry you're going through this, and I'm sorry you're going through this. And yeah, yeah, it's okay to yeah. reach out. It's okay to show someone your compassion, your love. Um, and receive it too. And receive it. Well, and it's healing. Yeah. Sharing your love is very healing. Right. Reach out to receive, and you're gonna. You, we need it, and that's why it's like. Well, if you don't have a support system, or you're building it, you need the strength. You need the healing. You need the yeah. <clears throat> you need the. And it becomes a practice of what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And not everything is gonna work, and that's okay. Right, <laughs> it's okay. Reach out, dry, and it's like if it. Yeah. You know, sometimes because sometimes, we, and we were talking about boundaries earlier. Sometimes yeah. you. There would be, um, there may be individuals that want to help, that try to help. And like you said before, they're there. It's more so stressful because it's, uh, they may have an, maybe not so much an agenda, but they feel like they're really helping. But for the They'll circumstance. They'll help you to how it benefits them. Yeah, for the circumstance. It's, it's for their comfort zone, not, yeah. not yours. Yeah. So yeah, some will bless you and some will stress you. And you get to decide how that is for right. you. Right. And, and don't be afraid to set a boundary. And then for the for the for the caregiver as well. I mean, for the the person you're caring for too, because yeah. they may think that they have a lot to give to you. But uh, I remember in some cases, like, oh, you know, let me. No, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, but you're not going to be a good fit for mom. Yeah. So, I appreciate the help with me, and we can we can do that. But yeah. That's you won't you won't be able to <laughs> you yeah. won't be able to assist mom with that stuff. Yeah, because they're two completely different personalities. Right. So right. what works for you won't work for her. Yeah, it has to be yeah. a fit. You get the strength that you need and and that it's a, a good fit. And yeah. then because uh, it may not be a fit for you. The yeah. person you're caring for. So Yeah. And you know, even if they're just your outer support system, the ones who are picking up my kids. I mean right. how many how many beautiful teenage neighbors did I have that uh, you know, Melissa and Haley. Mm. God sends. Mm-hmm. God sends. And my kids loved them. Mm. Loved them. Right. Yeah. And I can call and say, okay, I'm on my way home. I got to get three kids to three different schools in the next 30 minutes. Right. You know? Right. Who's dressed? Who's not? <laughs> <laughs> What's it look like? You right. know? And she'd have them up and ready and, you know, blessings. Yeah. Just yeah. blessings. Just blessings. That's cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. 
good stuff. So yeah, it's important to have a really strong support system. And it's okay to learn along the way. Because mm-hmm. like say, from my 20s to 30s, <laughs> I didn't do so great. <laughs> we survived, right? All of us. Right. And from 30 to 40, it got a lot easier. And yeah, 40 to 50, <laughs> it's been a blessing, even though, you know, the circumstances haven't really changed. My son is still a DNR. Mm. He still has low heart rates, low blood pressure. He still gets pneumonias chronically around the year, mm. you know, as yeah. do my grandkids. And you just learn to roll with the punches because you know what your triggers are. You know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what works for the person you're caring for, what right. doesn't. Right. Right. And it just gets, it gets to be, I won't say a practice. It is a practice, but it doesn't, it's not the same routine every day. That's, right. that's what I'm trying to say. Right. And you just get to figure it out along the way. You and if you're learn. open to being flow with, Right. And surrender and not try to have everything your way, it does get easier. Right. It does get easier. <laughs> kind of, I hear, I don't do water rafting, but I hear right? that yeah. you just want to go with the flow and not fight against. And every raft ride is going to be different. Yeah. But it's always a raft ride. Yeah. But you have to learn how to flow so you don't. Yeah, especially fight. the days you're swimming upstream. <laughs> like, what do you mean I got to flow with? <laughs> yeah. Do you see this storm coming? Coming down. There's a yeah. branch in there. Yeah. Tree track flowing down. And each person, and I can say for my family, like, you know, my son would have his comfort zone as to my son's health, my older son. Then my daughter would have her comfort zone to my son's health. And then myself and my husband, we all were in a different area of, Mm -hmm. you know, how sick or healthy he was. Right. Where that comfort zone was. So if he's at the peak height that only mom can handle, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody else has lost their mind. Right. You know? And then that, I get to try to hold it together for everyone right and that puts a lot more pressure on me you know because i'm like oh well i you know i can't let them know that i'm handling this because they're already we're already past their point of tolerance of what works for them and what doesn't work for them so yeah Hmm. i mean and you know i still raise teenagers in that time so (laughs) lovely teenagers Mm -hmm. times right Mm -hmm. because they're always angels going through those years right (laughs) so yeah i mean we had to we had to really get through some tough times yeah. and my kids had to really seek their own tools of counseling and their support system. My, my one son, he had a close friend that had, you know, a brother with different circumstances, uh, but similar. So they were able to relate. They became mm. best friends and they're, you know, still really good friends to this day. And they've right. kind of just weathered the storms together because the two of them could relate on right. some of the things that they were going through. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just, Helping them help each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for. So, yeah, now th- that they're adults, it's kind of the same thing. We're all just, this is what's happening. Where yeah. you at? Yeah. You know, and check in with each other. Okay, here's another big dose of bad news. Right. Right. You to be know? able to have that open lines of communication. Yeah. Um, and it's like, hey, and knowing that you have someone at least you can uh, refer to or a tool yeah. um, that you can refer to, whether it's a book, yeah, mental tools, spiritual tools, prayer, meditation, yeah, um, laughing, <laughs> something. Laughter is so important. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of jokes that fly through our house <laughs> with three blind kids, right? Yeah. You can't uh, give a blind kid the look, right? <laughs> so, 
you know, we have all kinds of fun things, you know. Hilarious. He'd say, I can see and hear pillows, nerf <laughs> footballs all being thrown at him, right? Well, if you could see that, you would have seen that coming. You know, siblings are still siblings, right? Right. right. <laughs> right? And so life continues. Right, right. But laughter truly does get you through some really rough patches. And mm. I mean, I went to a lot of comedy Mm. sessions you know as it as it got easier f- for my son and his health right to where i could leave for a couple hours yourself, and do yeah. that i mm-hmm. mean in the first earlier stages of you know first 18 years that didn't work because mm-hmm. i couldn't but the the latter yeah the last 10 years yes to go and laugh and christy would be at a lot of comedy clubs <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know comedy really got her through a lot of tough times yeah yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And there's also, you know, uh, music as well. You can listen to music to escape. M- music is my son's therapeutic route. That's what that's his go-to. Yeah. He listens to his music. He creates music. Mm-hmm. That's his calming Very path. Ther- therapeutic. Yeah. Because at 28 years old, I mean, how many doctors has he met that don't know how to fix him? Right. You know? Right. Yep, son, we know you're sick and we don't know how to fix you. So he's had a lot of... A lot of time to sit and process right. emotions and feelings and, you know, gather his tools for his skills. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Kind of, music does a whole bunch. I know I take my mom. She loves, she has her favorite songs because my mom would sing. She led worship in, for years and mm-hmm. actually when I was playing and like years and years. And so that's one of the things that I know perks her up. And when I go play at senior centers and stuff, it's playing them old tunes, going through memory lane. It Mm -hmm. just, you know, it lights up music. It's just, um, it's just major powerful. So there's. Oh, it's very powerful. Yeah. A lot of our patients at the hospital, they'll bring in a little radio and play their Mm -hmm. family members' favorite songs to kind of keep them in the right mindset. Get some good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. All right. <laughs> we'll we'll wrap that up and ending on music. So I don't think we've done any plugs yet, but hey, there I have a peace of mind CD that is very therapeutic. I call it meditative jazz. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, I'm a saxophonist and music producer. And well before this, when I had a concussion, I made this uh, meditative jazz CD. It's available with 50 other songs uh, on the website, we'll put a link on it or something in there if you want to get that. Uh, just very calming and peaceful for whether you're going to sleep, whether you're meditating, whether you're praying, whether you're just driving, steam from road rage when you want to go in the closet and just get away for a few oh, minutes yeah. and uh, just chill out. Yeah, you have road rage? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Be I know like, how to help you through that. Like, I Alexa, got lots of laughter. Alexa, yeah. play peace of mind or something or uh, yeah. Google or something about that. But. But, um, but anyway, things that that's going to help you. And then there's countless others, um, music and stuff out there. Um, but yeah, get a uh, support system. Build your support system. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's inval- uh, beyond value, and you're going to need it. Um, we need it. And so we're here. Put your questions um, on the Facebook group um, or email us um, at caregiverscarejar at gmail.com and you also can catch us on Facebook at the Caregivers Care Jar as well and um, our website website is the Caregivers Care Jar 
care jar. I'm sorry, carejar.com. Um, thank you so much for listening uh, to all all the different platforms that we're on, and we look forward to hearing from you. Yes. Sharing your support. Feedback, please. Yes. Uh, we will be uh, coming up and getting some interviews um, here with uh, various people uh, coming along, and uh, just let us know how we're doing. On our website, you'll there's a form for yes. those that want to come on the show and share their story and things like that. So yes. please make sure to chime into that and we'd love to have you on all right sounds good well that's it for uh, today's episode and um, we will see you on the next time on the caregivers care job until then uh, again this is vaughn the voice brander and my co-host miss christy <laughs> have a great week guys we'll talk to you next time thank you so much Bye. Bye.